Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a slow motion, friendly version of the hate napkin. Brought to you by Dr. Vazquez over the wall in Matamoros, Mexico. That's Matamoros, Mexico. Mexico for all of your over the wall periodontal and dental needs. And of course, we are brought to you also by our special guest star, Paul Lind of the Center Square, Carla from Burnt Corn, Alabama, where she's the editor-in-chief of the local Dairy Queen and manager of the Burnt Corn Star and Gazette. Register and Tribune. Oh, that's the Dairy Queen Register and Tribune, folks. Not even close. All right. But, Not even but I, I will tell you that when I got home, everybody looked at me and said, you got a pretty mouth. Folks, welcome to season one, episode 33 of da -da 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 -da! Deep Inside the Annals of Hate. Napkin. All right, here we are. I'm back to my regular interrupting self now. Has anybody got anything for the napkin? Of course. All right, shoot. How about this one? We can <laughs> shake. We can shake. Have you ever, like, met someone in a business setting and you go to shake their hand and they, like, their hand, like, collapses <laughs> in yours? Well, it's like they some, have some sort of a disease, right? <laughs> and it's like, I'm afraid I'm going to hurt them. It's like, it's like suddenly their, their right arm becomes Stephen Hawking. Exactly. That's it. That's exactly it. As a woman in business, I've always made it my policy to give that firm handshake. And when grown men, like, it's like their hand goes like this. It's like they're, it's like they're trying to caress you towards the orgasm. It's not even, uh, listen, if women got boners, it'd be a boner killer. <laughs> it'd be like if the, if the hand was a vagina and, the, and you, you were like, find, find the clitoris and, and their hand just goes, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's just not, I'm not even going to try. Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't find it. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Well, I I've, I've heard Stephen Hawking's a monster in the sack, so that's just a little. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many jokes there. I think we'll let them all go, and our listeners can send them into info at thehatenapkin.com. You can also send us a message recording on our Anchor FM website. Go to Anchor FM. Look up the Hate Napkin. And tell us all about your bettings of Stephen Hawking. Okay. <laughs> okay, here's a... So I used to run this huge billion-dollar science program for the state of South Carolina. And we would have these board meetings with, like, premieres of other, like, countries and, you know, all, like, all sorts of dignitaries and whatever. And I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> the manager of the program. And sometimes <laughs> before these board meetings... <laughs> When I had to go around and shake all these, like, you know, C-sweeters, important university presents, I would totally give them the, 
I'm this big hulking guy, and I would give them the total weak handshake. <laughs> I'd be like, Dr. So-and-so, it's so nice to meet you. Stick my hand out and then just let it go totally limp. <laughs> so you're that guy. Well, I'm doing it for comic pleasure. <laughs> there are people out there like, there's an absolutely so frozen for human, you know, like they just, they can't take human contact if that's what, I mean, can you imagine them in bed? Oh my no. God. <laughs> Anyways, okay, yes, we can shakes. That actually, that's, that, I mean, that, there are things in the hate napkin, folks, that are in small, like, a, 12 a points. clammy, a clammy hands. Oh, a clammy, we, not, not pleasant as well. I think I, I, clammy. I think I had that in a bad seafood restaurant in Myrtle Beach once. I ordered a wheat clammy, like a wheat clammy ham. <laughs> <laughs> and they all came on little saltines. <laughs> well, any job interview I've ever been on, I'm just sweating <laughs> and have clammy hands. Like, like sweating. Well, it's because you're wearing a chicken suit. Again. Yeah. Actually, okay, you're right. The only thing worse than a weak handshake is a clammy weak. I think, okay, what's worse? Weak handshake or clammy firm handshake? They're both bad. Yeah. <laughs> but there's nothing worse, folks, than a clammy weak handshake. Or have you ever met somebody in business and they went to give you like the European kiss on the cheek? You're like, you stick out your hand and they lean forward so that your hand's either in their breast or their gut. And they're like, mwah, mwah. and I was like, ah, I was not ready for that. That's okay. What I always do is I just stop after the first one and they end up kissing my nose. <laughs> or do you ever, okay. Have you ever like formally met somebody from Asia and bowed to them? Just because you, you figured, like, that's what you're supposed to do. And, like, as they stick out their hand, you're bowing. <laughs> no. We don't have a lot of Asian people here in Burnt Corn. <laughs> uh, <sighs> that felt good. See, folks, that's why we that's why we do the hate napkin. Because it purges us of all our hate. So we can survive with the rest of you morons for the coming seven days <laughs> all right that's that was a good one i've got i've got one that i if i say it's epic then it'll flunk and get flushed but i think it's it's profound how about this i have one for the eight napkin that i think is profound do either of you know what um emotional auto suggest is no okay it's it's this new thing which I have experienced in several different electronic venues. So, you know, there's autocorrect, which, you know, su suggests to you a misspelled word be spelled a different way. Unless you're trying to spell fuck and it keeps saying duck and you just like, can't you start going crazy? You're like, no, I did not mean the duck emoji. I meant fuck. And then fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> and you're like hoping that it's suddenly embedded in the computer's like infinitesimally minor brain of an AI. Anyway. Emotional auto-suggest reads your sentence or your email or your message and, and tells you <laughs> that you are 
being improperly emotive. So, for example, I have a, uh, a software program that I use uh, called Family Wizard with my ex-spouse, which is it's kind of the standard, right? So when you're sending messages back and forth, it tracks them. And if somebody goes off the handle, you can send it to your lawyers or whatever. Well, they have now implemented emotional auto-suggest. And when, when I informed her, <laughs> as a courtesy notice, that I was going to kill devil North Carolina uh, in the coming days. <laughs> it triggered the alarm and went, like, physical threat of harm, physical threat of harm. <laughs> I was like, you gotta be shitting me. It's the city name. But what's really like insane about the program is it doesn't tell you where it doesn't like underline the terms that it suggests are improper. So it's just like so, somewhere you have threatened harm, somewhere you have threatened harm. And you're like, you're like scouring the email going, oh my God, what did I say? I don't want to send this thing. And I'm like, it's got to be killed devil. <laughs> like really seriously? So I mean, here's another example. I use the phrase cannot ever be. And it was like, it was like quoting something from our kid's doctor. Like, you know, make sure that this medicine cannot ever be. And it was like, you have dictated to your ex-spouse. You have dictated to your ex-spouse. It's like, like, and again, I'm like, I'm looking over the whole message going, what did I say wrong? I can't and wait. I figure. I can't wait for them to have this technology for your mouth. This is going to be. <laughs> This is going to change <laughs> well, everything. But it happened to me, my uh, the, my day job, which I don't ever talk about where I am or where I work. Um, but their uh, annual evaluation software uses this too. So like when you fill out your own personal evaluation and then like submit it and it gets like, you know, parallel to your supervisor's version. Like if you were, if you use words like, if you just use the word short, they it gets underlined in you and it says, yeah, you haven't insulted somebody's physical characteristics. Got to be the dumbest technological event invention ever. I'm just glad it wasn't around when I was married because I threatened to kill him all the time. <laughs> he called you the devil and you threatened to kill him. No, I called him the devil and threatened to kill him. I just, but this is this is kind of where we're coming to. Is like this this showed up. I mean, politically correct is a term that gets bandied about stupidly, but really, honestly, there are now software systems that are starting to judge our our emotional. This is stupid. This 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 can't go any any this cannot go into a positive direction in in any way shape or form. Anyways, I mean, I think I'm one of the first. This probably is one of the first shows, uh, comic presentations ever that's brought this to the world's attention. So for our 15 viewers out there living in their mother's basements in Wichita, please spread the word to all of your uh, stream Steam game playing uh, friends. Let's get this out there. Emotional autocorrect. Let's let's just uh, can, can, please can anonymous take this on. Can you imagine like uh, Pentagon communications? <laughs> all all future military communication being 
subjected to like emotional auto support uh, autocorrect oh my god <sighs> okay got that one out anybody else Polly, what are you hating in your Kwanzaa hut there in Myanmar oh well I've had this happen to me in the past couple weeks a couple times I go into a restaurant uh, to eat by myself and I'm immediately either I try to sit down somewhere or I'm, I'm told about all the more important guests that they have coming like oh well we have a reservation for this big party of 12 people I was like oh so someone more important than me is coming so someone someone who's money you'd rather have than me is coming in an hour so i can't sit here and have a beer i got it so i just if i'm not allowed to sit where i want to sit when i go into a place i just leave now like if as soon as it comes up right. like oh you you can't sit there. oh no problem i don't have to sit here and then i don't explain i don't have a conversation i don't i just leave That's you know what you need to do is you need to try that with the party of 12. Oh my you God. just walk in and say, and say, we just want to make sure that there's not like a single guy coming in here for a beer in an hour, right? Okay. <laughs> and if they say, oh yeah, yeah, we might have some folks, you just all 12, turn around and walk up. <laughs> you need to go back to that restaurant. Seriously, find 12 people off the street. So this other this other place told me, it, oh, if you leave by if you leave by six thirty, if you leave if you leave by six thirty, you can have a seat. Yeah. So so I they're like gave me a time limit. Like oh well, we have some people coming. <laughs> if you leave by six thirty, and I kind of was like, that's, this... you know what? That's a deal. I I like I felt like privileged i was able to sit at there you kind of you bartered your presence yeah. carla carla do you have this issue in the, the at the dairy queen there in burntborn well no no because we don't encourage people to stay <laughs> i mean we just we just take out all the chairs <laughs> get okay, your chair and solution. go so yeah, if you're if you're one of those restaurants that does that before the party of twelve arrives, like an hour before, you should really just clear all the tables and chairs. <laughs> Actually, I really I really hate this when this happens with when this happens with DoorDash and Uber Eats. <laughs> you know, like I, I know you placed an order here, but somebody placed a bigger order. <laughs> In fact, several people placed a bigger order just after you. So we're gonna do their orders first. That's exactly what it's like, though. But, right. you know, they actually do that. I had ordered uh, Uber Eats, and this restaurant was so busy doing this other order, even though mine came in first, they were making this poor Uber driver just sit there for almost an hour. And when he got to my house... It means he's not getting paid for that. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not a jerk. When he got to my house with my food, I gave him 20 bucks. 
thought you were going to say you give him sweet love, but 20 bucks is nice too. 20 bucks is sweet love to one of these people. <laughs> that's what it yeah, costs Bert, here. That's exactly in what Bert it costs corn, that's like an that's like your average monthly income in burnt corn. Yeah. Yeah, 20 bucks. I mean, not to mention all the Hershey chocolate pies you might be able to barter. So on this same on this same topic, going in and the do you have a reservation and it's a completely empty place. There's no one <laughs> there's no one in there and she's asking me if I have a reservation. And I'm like, can I see yeah, you're like, balcony? You're like, yes. Like what this pizza. Yeah, yes, I now I now have a reservation of eating here. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, I interrupted. I went against my new rule, but I recognized it. Actually, I think you've actually opened up a, an enormous hate can of worms here, Polly, because it also occurs to me something similar is when you walk into a place of business and you're standing at the counter and the phone rings. And they take the call and start helping them. And you're like, motherfucker, I just got in my car. I drove here. I parked my car. I walked in the store. I'm physically here. But you're going to take the phone call of Bob in his pajamas and his mom's cellar instead. And not only just say, you know, uh, thank you. Uh, can you please hold and put it down? You're going to totally assist him with whatever he needs and just make me stand there and wait. There are all sorts of situations where you like physically arrive, you're there early, you're there first. And, he, and for whatever reason, the company just decides, well, we don't need your fucking money. <laughs> uh, when did the front of the line stop mattering? I mean, imagine... So imagine there's a like a queue for a movie theater that's like 20 people long and you're at the front and then the person goes, hey, hey, you way there in the back, come up here. I'm going to serve you first. I mean, that's basically what we're talking about. No, that's like being a woman in line anywhere. Well, we're invisible. In the, front, in the front or the back? Doesn't matter. You could be, you could wait your turn to get to the front of the line and they'll pretend they don't see you and talk to the man who walked up next to you. That joke went totally over Carla's head, but I agree with you. It's not <laughs> over my head. I'm making a point. <laughs> I won't mansplain. Good idea. <laughs> and for some reason that also reminds me, I don't know why I recently took my 14-year-old daughter to New York City. And everywhere we went, they said, <laughs> every restaurant or problem, how can we help you, Mr. and Mrs. Bjorn? And I'm like, what? 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 I know Woody Allen lives here, but come on! <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> The first time it happened, my both of our jaws just completely dropped. And she was like, uh, I'm 14. And they were like, oh. What's your I'm sorry. point? I, I'm, a, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I and they gave Eric married. a high five. I said, I'm sorry. I assumed you were married. <laughs> like, oh, so you think this is my date? <laughs> like, and the 
funnier thing about that is I'm 48, but a lot of people think I'm like in my late 50s or 60s. I mean, so that makes it even like way, way. Oh, Polly, this, this, uh, for those of you on YouTube, oh, we thought the uh, Myanmar Secret Service had arrived. You better go lock the Kwanzaa hut. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's, he's, he's locking the Kwanzaa hut. <laughs> he is. He's, he's afraid that they they caught wind. They caught wind of what we're up to here. It's trying to secretly subverse the uh, the people. Can we call this Radio Free Myanmar from now on? You call it whatever you want. I think that's going to be the title of this episode, Radio Free Myanmar. Okay, got to write these things down, folks. All right, Carl, I feel like you were bursting with something from the hate napkin to come in with. I wasn't exactly bursting. I was just waiting my turn. But I sensed it. People who tell me she's holding up a napkin. This is amazing. She actually has hate napkins. People who tell me they grew up in the 60s. Bitch, you were born in 1969. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I love that. You you can't... You, you cannot own a decade. Okay, so let's let's ask the question. Obviously, if you, if you were born in 1969, you don't get to claim like the birds, exactly, and, and all the other cultural, you know, all and like uh, you know, beyond the Valley of the Dolls, you, you don't get to claim any of that if you're born in 69. Totally agree with you, but that begs the question: At what point do you get to claim your decade based on where you're born? What age do you, you have? You at to least be? have to have been born in the first part of it to have I mean, any did you really... memory. Right. So I was born in 73. I don't feel like I can claim the 70s as my. In 1979, I was six. <laughs> you know, in 1979, of... I was graduating from college. <laughs> Not only do you get to claim the 70s, you get to claim me. <laughs> I mean, in 1979, my idea of like the world at large was the bowling alley two blocks away and the Chinese restaurant, you know, down the street. Like that, that was my worldview. Like I can't, I can't say I know anything about the 70s because I was, I was six. So I, I mean, to me, I'm a, I'm a child of the 80s because that's when I, you know, by the end of the 80s, I was a teenager. So I, I get, I think I can say I lived through the 80s. I was born in the 70s. What, when, what, what decade were you born in? None of your business. <laughs> Carla from Burkhorn, born before dirt. Yes, I was. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not oh, saying I remember 1979. I'm just saying I know where I was. <laughs> but that had nothing to do with your age. That had nothing to do with the. At all. That had to do with acid. <laughs> flashback! 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 <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. This has been yet another wonderful uh, episode of The Hate Napkin, season one, episode 33. Season one, uh, episode 33. Again, we're sponsored by uh, THN Creamy Butter by Dr. Vasquez or Veracruz over the hill, over the wall in uh, Monta something, Mexico. 
<laughs> for all of your periodontal over-the-wall needs. And we're also brought to you by Regal Prince. You can find us at uh, thehatenapkin.com. Where else did you think you would find us? Thehatenapkin.com. We also have presence over at uh, The Twatter, The Book of Face, and Instagram. And please send us all the things you hate, including this episode, to info at thehatenapkin.com. That's info at thehatenapkin.com. Now let's turn it over to Carl with the weather. 